Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 73. Today on WP Tonic, we have Eric Ham. Eric Ham is the owner of Cobalt and the master of Dynamic. My absolute favorite thing about WordPress is Dynamic. Eric, it's pleasure to have you on the show. Jonathan, let you take it away. I've only been doing WordPress for two years, but I started with Dynamic and Genesis. And the reason why I did that is a good friend of ours who has a, about a six or seven man shop here uses Dynamic Genesis, your products exclusively uh, for car dealer apps. Oh, cool. So that's how I got into it. It's been really good for me. Awesome. Oh, oh thanks, Eric, for joining us. Um, we've been looking forward to this interview. And of course, Bill's the starstruck, you know, he's not been able to say anything the whole day. So, um, so um, let's have a bit of history of um, um, why did you decide to build this product, Eric? You know, that's probably taken over your life. Yeah, pretty much has. Yeah, uh, no, um, it's, it's pretty much an organic kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, I used to do uh, like on-site computer service for about six years from like 2003 to 2008. And uh, after the... Uh, the housing crash happened and like half of my business kind of left because I had a lot of real estate agents and stuff. Um, I uh, ended up doing uh, WordPress. Like I was doing like blogging and stuff and I was going to do, I was going to try to make money with Google ads or something. And that didn't really pan out. Um, but from there I ended up getting involved, like because tech was kind of my background, I, I naturally gravitated towards custom coding themes and just messing around. And so I started doing WordPress web design and uh, that allowed me to kind of quickly transition to, uh, you know, the internet as far as a business, uh, you know, and everything. Uh, but I personally enjoyed coding the themes more than I did uh, working with individual clients for specific websites and things like that. And so I had, I had developed a theme called Frugal. I called it Frugal. It was just a, like a free theme that I used for my own uh, uh, web design stuff. Um, to, so I wouldn't have to have like, you know, dozens and dozens of themes to kind of work through and everything. And uh, a lot of people really liked the theme. And so uh, I ended up, uh, people were asking about it, you know, how they could get their hands on it. So I was just giving it away for free. And uh, after like 1,500 downloads, somebody said, why don't you stick like a newsletter sign up or something, get something out of it. And so I did that. And after a few more thousand downloads, uh, I somebody suggested that I turn it into a premium uh, product and, you know, put some no coding stuff on there. And really, I built initially this theme uh, that uh, at the time was called Frugal for myself because I was doing a lot of web design with WordPress and I was just getting sick of re recoding things over and over. Every time there was a new project, I'd like, I'd have to, you know, kind of recode stuff or, or grab, you know, snippets from different places. And so I just built in this kind of interface that allowed me to, to get like the 80% of the design done really quickly, uh, importing some options, making a few tweaks, and then I could, you know, do the refinements after that. And so that was like frugal premium. And uh, I was selling that and, and that quickly became my main, you know, business and, 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 you know, was supporting my family. That was a good revenue stream. And then uh, from there, transitioned over to the Catalyst framework with the dynamic uh, child theme for that. And then eventually I decided to move over fully over to Genesis with Dynamic Website Builder, which is basically Catalyst and Dynamic built in, you know, into this child theme for the Genesis framework. Oh, thank you for that very extensive explanation, Eric. Um, just one thing, management, Bill, can you make me a host? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've sort of rushed a little bit. So, Eric, you know, you made that you made that sound very easy in a way. I don't know what your programming experience before you got into WordPress was like, but it's no mean feat 
developing a commercial plugin and then in some ways you developed a kind of framework upon a framework and that's no technically a being feat so um did you have extensive programming knowledge before you attempt or was it ignorance led to you just diving in and you did it yeah, I mean, it was just diving in. I mean, it was like I said, I've always had kind of a tech background and everything, but uh, usually it was in more like hardware and and you know repair and stuff like that. Uh, more than anything, it was just I had a I had a desire, I had a need, I I had to support my family, and I I really enjoyed playing with it. So it just kind of uh, gave me the motivation to you know get online and and start learning PHP and you know I already knew some basic like CSS and HTML and stuff, but I needed to learn PHP and JavaScript and jQuery and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the cool thing was I got into it back in 2008. And, um, and so back then, themes were a lot more simple. And so um, it was a lot of what I was doing, you know, um, like I would say, Frugal Premium was was definitely one of the first and definitely most probably the most robust no coding design options kind of theme back then because all they had back then was like uh, maybe Thesis had a few no coding you know like a few color picker options or Headway didn't come out until like six months after uh, after Frugal did and so it was kind of like most of the themes back then were just basic like you know a couple files you know with some images in them and uh, and so I was able to kind of get into it when things were simpler and then over the years as my my, you know, coding skills have progressed. So has the market. So like, for example, if I were to get into it now, it would be a bit more overwhelming, I think, because I think the market has advanced a lot, you know, in the last six years. Yeah, it's, it's certainly difficult for the journalists, but um, I think Eric has been very um, mild. He's obviously a gene, a semi-genius. Oh yeah, him. right. <laughs> uh, um, so um what led you to kind of base your livelihood, your business, your sweat, on Genesis, you know, your your products are totally linked to the Genesis framework. What what led to that? Well, um, I think you know, when when I when I was doing Catalyst, uh, you know, Genesis was kind of my biggest competition at the time. And uh, of course, I mean Genesis has always been a much bigger uh, framework than I think Catalyst ever was uh, as far as, you know, especially once it kind of connected with copy blogger media. And I mean, it was just kind of a big time thing, but that was fine because I had my own little niche and everything. Um, but I was finding myself spending a lot of time um, tweaking the framework parts when I really wanted to focus my attention more on the design, like the, the, on dynamic, basically on kind of the, the, the no coding options and the, the different ways to interface uh, custom coding in, you know, with the hook boxes and different things like that. And so I, I liked the idea of just shifting over to the framework that was already kind of the most popular one out there. And at the same time, being able to put more of my attention on the part that I really wanted to focus on and let Genesis developers focus on the framework. So it's, and then on a side note, as you were mentioning, uh, I do have everything kind of tied to Genesis. Uh, but I, I think I, I heard, I listened to some of Carrie Dill's interview last week or, you know, that you guys did. And, um, she mentioned about, you know, just hypothetically, let's say Genesis, you know, left or did something different or whatever. The point is you, you know, you always need to be prepared to kind of, you know, take your, take whatever you're doing and plug it into a different, you know, uh, framework or a different platform or whatever. And I, for me, since I've already kind of had my own framework, it wouldn't be at the end of the world if I had to just 
you know, recreate another framework to plug in my, my tools. But as she was saying, I don't see Genesis going anywhere anytime soon. And they've been really good about third party uh, developers and third party tools. They want people, they want there to be a, a healthy third party development, you know, scene and everything. So. Yeah, I think, um, now I've had Brian Clark on the show. He was very generous to come on our, our podcast. And he's, he seems a very capable and sensible CEO that understands open source and the community very clearly, doesn't he? Eric. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I, I think that um, that kind of merge merger or whatever uh, between the the Bryans, uh, you know, uh, worked out really well for the community because it, it added a lot of stability. I mean, not, not that there wasn't already a lot of stability, but it, it you know created a, a larger uh, kind of company that that allowed the different uh, you know um, uh, people to kind of focus on their different areas. And I think it's been an, all in all, it's been a good a, bit, a good thing for everybody. I haven't noticed any. Um, anything, um, uh, like nothing's changed in a bad way with all of that other than, you know, the, their intense focus on Rainmaker and everything, which again, like I said, I haven't, it's been fine with me. I think the thing with me is I'm not really, I know like with Carrie, for example, I know she's more integrated into the community of Genesis, whereas I, um, I, you know, certainly appreciate that community and everything. And I definitely, um, you know, uh, it's that's a good thing but uh for me i already kind of had my own community with catalyst and everything and so when we connected it was more of just a mutual benefit thing uh but i you know i've kind of got my own little world over here and genesis just provides a a, a solid you know foundation to, sure. to build off a bit more to that erica i think you're the power behind the, the phone to some extent um so um, we're going for a break now eric but we'll be back soon i'm off to my co-host bill comrade well we want to thank our sponsors share the oils share the oils in northern nevada and also we want to give a little uh kick for jonathan in the wp tonic the main product out there which is um digital ocean digital ocean we have that's what i've just installed and started using as a, as a provider and jonathan is now setting up people getting you all squared away in digital ocean no it has no c panel so you really need some expertise to do that at solid state and of course, don't forget to go over to my site, uh, netcasting101.com, to learn all the tricks and on, on netcasting. So, Jonathan, why you? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Digital Ocean, no C panel, a lot of work. Great job, Bill. It works. <laughs> anyway, super, super fast. And enough for the commercials, Eric. We're going to give you the second commercial, the second break, in about seven or eight minutes from now. But I'm going to ask the first question coming back. Being a business guy, I came into this um, learning WordPress. I've been around computer systems and processes for 25 years, but I came back um, after a special. Uh, working overseas, and I learned WordPress in the last couple of years. I stumbled into uh, Genesis with Dynamic, and by far, it's the best thing I did. I think it sped me up. I'm learning so much. But I'm at the point now where graphic design, things of that nature, it's, it's the next level. I've learned your fat footer and playing around with your front page. W what's a quick way to get in and use your product, Dynamic, and get the graphic design working with? The fat footer with the, you know, the big, any tricks? When you say when you say the graphic design, like, can you clarify? I mean, just get graphics, putting them in. Like, for example, on... Um, Going to the next level to understand WordPress. If you look at my sites, they look nice. They function very well. They're fast. Um, uh, and the fat footers, I'm, I'm having some challenges on the widgets, you know, getting good graphics and and just what best way to apply a graphic to one of your widgets. Like on the fat footer at the top. Right. And some of your yeah. Well, you know, it's it's hard because like, you know, there's depends on the design of the site or whatever. There's you can always um, it depends on the situation, I guess, because like, for example, let's say uh, you wanted to put a 
a banner, you know, kind of an image that's stretched across uh, the top of, you know, my, like the feature top area, let's say the feature top, you know, widget area section enabled. Um, you know, there's different ways that you can do that with some custom CSS. You can upload it through the image uploader and then, uh, you know, use a little custom CSS or whatever thing. I, I think the two, the two best ways to learn that kind of stuff, number one, would be to find a tutorial that might provide that information. And if there isn't one, you can suggest one in the forum or even shoot me an email and, 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 you know, and ask, you know, if, about a tutorial, maybe give me some specifics that I could use as examples to kind of go on. Uh, because anything that I, I, that I think that, you know, several people or more could, you know, benefit from, it's worth my time to, to specifically, you know, create a tutorial for that. But also that's another reason we create a lot of these skins is because uh, the skins provide, I, I call them, you know, design starting points. So oh, they're basically right. ways of being able to just pull in uh, roughly what you're trying to do. And then you can kind of reverse engineer, you know, you can see how I did it myself. And then you can not only do it for that design, but then now you've kind of learned how to do uh, that kind of thing. So... I wanted to say that your uh, your tutorials are excellent. I've gone through all of them, the initial ones. Uh, sometimes going back and finding a key was unique. I'm trying to think of the skin that I like so much. I've, I've renamed them so many times that uh, I can't tell. Some of your modern design skins with the uh, sliders and not the sliders, but the uh, the images behind them. You can right. See yeah, yeah. Those are pretty neat. Yeah, the thanks. Inter- yeah, enterprise. I think it's inter- is it enterprise. Enterprise is one of the ones that yeah, kind of the the yeah the the backgrounds kind of move with as you scroll down and everything. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, the the whole skin interface thing. You know, I think when you first check it out, you know, you're like. You know, it's the, it's like another layer, right? You know, you've got you've got WordPress as the platform, then you've got Genesis as the framework, then you've got Dynamic as the child, and then you're like, now you've got skins on top of that. But I think once you get it and you kind of understand the purpose behind the skins, you'll realize, you know, that they're that they're really nice. It's what's funny about the skins is is and you know, initially all they were was just simply import export the design options right it's just mm-hmm. like you create you know you tweak the design options and then you spit out a little dat file and there you go it's you know you can put it you can import it on a live site or you can import on on your next design and then tweak it or whatever but what i found was i was trying to do kind of like snapshots where i'd basically make it so you could kind of say well let me set this these settings aside and i might come back to them later or let me tweak these and i'll rename this to something different and so then it kind of morphed into why don't i just basically create my own little theming kind of page and call them skins or whatever, and then allow people to create versions of different designs or create entirely new designs and have them all readily available right in the interface. So you could just activate one and then boom, you've got it. If you want to, if you want to tweak this, you know, design and make it a little different, then you just rename it. And then all of a sudden it's, it's a similar skin, but it's slightly different. And it's just a way of basically taking all those design options and just putting them into these little compart. It's it compartmentalizes everything. And um, like I said, once you get it, it, it really allows the user uh, to, you know, use them in that way. And then allows me to be able to, you know, have the question, how do I do this? And I can just create a skin and be like, here, you know, import this and that'll give you, you know, an example of how to yeah. do that. That's great, Eric. Before we go on to our next question, I just want to say to folk, Bill will be watching the questions. You got any questions for Eric? Eric's, um, I think, agreed um, when we had our last conversation here, stay on for some questions. So bun your question in first and then um, we'll ask you to log in when we open it up 
after and um, you can ask Eric a question directly. So we move on, Eric. Um, I've got a couple of questions. The first one is, you know, um, I wasn't aware that um, Diamic was a theme, actually. W- was there a debate in your mind to to do that or to turn it into actual plug-in? Uh, was there a bit of a debate or was, was it always going to be a, a child theme on top of Genesis? Well, first of all, I guess one thing to mention, uh, actually, Dynamic for Genesis was something I developed about a year before I transitioned over to Genesis. So actually, I had um, that theme. The only reason I even created it was because people were asking, you know, people would say, I, I, I have to use the Genesis framework. Or I, I, you know, I want to use the Genesis framework, but I love what you have with Catalyst. You know, um, do you offer anything for Genesis? And we had so many people asking. I finally just created this Dynamic for Genesis, you know, theme. And uh, and so that was about a year before I transitioned over. And then, and then after I did that, shortly thereafter, I created the Genesis Extender plugin, which is basically all the the custom options of of Dynamic. So not all, not the no coding design options, but the custom hook boxes, custom widget areas, custom CSS, front end CSS builder, all that good stuff. And so I created that again, you know, several months, maybe six months, nine months before I moved over fully to Genesis. So that was kind of already established before I moved over. And so there was never really a thought about it. Then when it when people would ask about, you know, how do I use Dynamic with X child theme, you know, with whatever, um, uh, minimum pro or whatever it is. Um, you know, I'd have to say, well, you can use Genesis extender, but dynamic is a, is a theme. And the basic, I would say, as far as that's concerned, um, there's a lot more involved with, uh, the no coding design options and a pre-customized child theme because to do, to make that work together, uh, you have to basically take create all these unique default values for that particular design. So if you have, say, 30 or 40 child themes to work with, you have to create 30 or 40 different defaults and have it perfectly integrate and everything. And I know, I mean, I'm not... You know, uh, you know, not to plug, you know, somebody else's thing that, you know, is, is potential competition. But uh, there's, of course, the Design Palette Pro plugin, which is a Genesis plugin um, that, uh, as far as I know, works well. And, and it provides no coding design options for uh, a lot of the Genesis child themes. And I know what... Uh, what they're doing is basically creating a bunch of, uh, you know, these default values, uh, for all these different themes. So it's a lot of work involved to integrate. And, and, and also you're not quite as, uh, free to create the flexibility. So for example, uh, you can do way more with dynamic than you can with, with design palette pro, but that's because it's all about one specific theme. And I, so I don't have to, uh, accommodate, you know, 40 different designs and things like that. So if there's a lot to it, you know, it's kind of hard to explain. And you know. No, you actually, you clarified that quite effectively, Eric. Okay. So you're given a picture while you went down the, um, the theme and it, it's quite understandable. Um, even if you were just going to provide it for the studio press themes, not deal with the third party. Genesis. Right. Right. Um, but it's, you've explained that quite here. You must, um, in a way, um, with, you know, you, um, another plugin, a plugin, Beaver Builder. A lot of people now have kind of um, combined your product with Beaver Builder with Genesis, and um, there's been a lot of activity on the blogs, and a lot of people have used that combination, and it's become quite kind of in some ways regenerate, the kind of interest in Genesis from 
people that maybe wouldn't look at it. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, because there's like Divi, you know, Divi theme. Uh, obviously, there's um, uh, Headway and there's there's a, several big uh, you know, uh, themes that not only provide kind of the no coding design options, but give you the page building. See, I mean, that's kind of the three, those are kind of the three different areas. You've got the framework, uh, the found, you know, that foundation, and then you have the design. And so if you're not really a hardcore coder, uh, you know, it can be really useful to have lots of design options and things like that. And then the third one is the page building. And, um, so, for example, with dynamic, I do include, you know, the, the easy static homepage and the fat footer and the feature top. But that's kind of more just like a basic kind of either getting started or just for simple sites, you know, simple designs or whatever. Um, it, you know, you can do a good amount of combinations. But if you want like pretty complex, huge homepages and stuff like that, you may uh, what people you would in the past do is they would do the easy static homepage and then they would kind of build off of that with some custom coding or maybe do whatever. But but, um, so yeah, once they, once they added in, uh, like Beaver Builder, for example, um, you can really now, you know, in 10 minutes, you can have a beautiful homepage, uh, you know, really easily done without any coding or anything like that. And, um, and I, you know, I'll mention, so when, when, uh, when Beaver Builder came, uh, came out, uh, and then, you know, people were asking, even Divi, I think, has got a plugin that works now with Genesis, I think, for page building. I can't remember. Uh, and then there's another, I think there's a, possibly a free one. I, there's a bunch of these page builders coming out, uh, more and more. And, uh, early on, when they first started coming out, people were asking, you know, where's, when's Dynamic going to come out with the, the Dynamic page builder or whatever? Um, and, I kind of chewed on it a little bit, but when they were coming out more and more, I would play with them. And personally, I thought they were awesome. And there were so much, I could tell there was a team of developers that put everything they had into that. I mean, there's, it's, it's a lot of, I mean, it's a pretty big time, uh, plugin, uh, just Beaver Builder, for example, to, to work really well. And I felt like that, why, you know, I, I basically at that point, I could either try to reinvent the wheel or I could just do what I can to make my product work as well with these other products as I could. And so I, you know, came out with the page builder page template that works really well with Beaver Builder and things like that. And people have found that they work really well together. And so I just stay, I just keep my focus on what, you know, what I feel like dynamic does. And then, yeah, they do, they do a good job of, you know, um, igniting the interest in Genesis. Yes. Oh, thanks Eric. Um, we're going into our next break folks. So Bill, my co-host is going to take over. Oh no, it must've been a Russian plane. Anyway, Eric, we're back. We're on a break right now, and we're back for your commercial. So tell us a little bit about your business, uh, how we get a hold of you, how we buy your product, things of that nature. And what's yeah. your best? What, what product should we start with? Sure. Uh, so uh, you can get you basically can get in touch with me uh, either email me through the contact form on cobaltapps.com. Uh, or if you're already a member, you can obviously log into your my account page and contact me through that contact form or our support team. Uh, but uh, Eric Ham on uh, Twitter or Cobalt Apps on Twitter, and then uh, you can uh, Cobalt Apps on Facebook. And um, just uh, I, if you're going to start with something, I mean, we got two products: it's the Genesis Extender plugin and Dynamic Website Builder. It just depends on what you need. Um, you know, whether you need a full-blown uh, no-coding design options kind of child theme or if you need just something to make uh, customizing your uh, pre-customized child theme, then use the extender plugin. So. Very good. Oh, back to you, Jonathan. Yeah, so to continue, um, recently you had an update 1.93 to the Dynamic Web Builder. So what, what were some of the key updates or highlights of that update then, Eric? Yeah, that was just this morning. Uh, 
So uh, well, I pushed out an update a couple of days ago, just a couple of bug fixes and refinements. And then um, there were uh, there were a couple header and navbar um, kind of uh, options or, or features that that a lot of our members had have been asking about for quite a while. And so I wanted to kind of squeeze those into an update. Uh, and so basically, just I just made it super easy to to center the the title area, you know, your title or logo, uh, to center your nav bars. Um, and, uh, I added one new, uh, responsive, uh, menu option, uh, as well. So just a couple there are a couple small things that I think are going to save a decent amount of people, a lot of just, you know, you know, a little bit of time. So, um, how, um, how responsive are your skins and, um, how much post testing, really do you recommend somebody does when they're utilizing the skins you mean testing to for responsive design or well there's a balance isn't there you know it depends on you know it's a bit of a hard question really because you know if they hack away you know you give a layout and and i would imagine you test them as much as you can on different browsers and on different devices but if they have a good hack, um, do you think they're aware that there's a certain level where they've got to start testing as well? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we certainly run into the occasional situation where somebody, um, uh, you know, um, is wondering why their their video or their image or something isn't responding or sticking out the side of their site or whatever on 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 a tablet or whatever, and then you have to kind of you know, get to the point where you recognize, oh, they added some custom CSS that set a fixed width on something or whatever. Um, basically, with the skins, the great thing about the skins is they're mostly the pre, the, the they're mostly the no coding design options. So any pretty much with any of the design options, if you know, we made it so whatever you tweak in the design options, you can't break the responsiveness. Um, so it's only that last little bit of custom CSS that I might add into a skin uh, that could have an effect on that. And of course, I make sure that doesn't break the, the responsiveness. So yeah, at that point, it's just a matter of maybe teaching people good practices, you know, using min, min widths instead of and max widths instead of using set widths and things like that. But yeah. yeah. So um What's in the future for Cobalt apps? You know, have you, you know, where are you driving it to in the next year, year and a half? Have you got a vision where you want to take it or are you happy as it is or what's going on? Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, that's something that I've, I've been chewing on for quite a while just because, um, with, uh, when you have, when you have a, a theme that's very uh, mature in its development um, uh, phase or whatever uh, you, 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 you know, you got to be careful not to go too far in a certain direction. What, you know, like for example, I know some people will come on the forum and be like, you know, you know, they'll have a laundry list of options that they want me to add to the theme and they don't realize how many, uh, you know, like number one, I don't want to make it bloated or, you know, like just make it this big mess or whatever. Uh, but number two, um, you know, you get to a point with that kind of pay, this kind of website builder tool that there's that, that you got to draw a line between the helping people, uh, customize and actually handing it off to them in a sense of saying, now you got to start learning a little, custom CSS and a little, you know, copy and paste PHP and things like that. Um, and so I think I'm trying to find that balance. And I honestly, I think dynamic is, has found that balance in a really, in a really good way. And now I've just been trying to just kind of keep those options really incremental and everything. As far as my focus or whatever, one of the things that I've really kind of been really passionate about is putting my focus 
more on uh, providing a kind of generalized solution to our members to help them become better web designers. And what I mean by that is I know that so many of the, um, so many of the, of our members are kind of do it yourself web designers. They're, they're internet marketers or they're, they're one way or another, they use web design to add to their business. And so I would love to find ways of helping people be more effective in that way. Uh, you know, anything from, you know, using the tools like dynamic, even, but even to go the other direction and helping with things like, um, uh, you know, how much do you charge? How do you deal with, with, with clients that are a pain? You know, how, you know, how far do you go with, with A, B and C or, you know, whatever. And I know that sounds kind of often left field, but I just feel like the, the, the kind of, community that we've built over the years and the products that I have, I think there could be a really great combination uh, of the products plus a kind of community focused, let's help everybody get better at what they do and make more money and, and be more effective at it. I know that sounds crazy. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, that's kind of, so I don't know how you bottle that. I've thought about like a, you know, a, a community, like a, a club type thing where people can well, join. Uh, you know. well, well, as you were speaking, Eric, you know, um, have you kind of considered like what Pippin Williams has done on um, some of, you know, digital downloads and WP affiliate? Have you been tempted to kind of build a small kind of um, offer it out to third party developers and kind of build a, a small internal marketplace where you um, where you got kind of um, third party extensions that offer like small micro extensions to your core product. Yeah, no, I've definitely thought about that. I've actually had a lot of people even suggest that as far as just you know instead of putting so much emphasis on you know updating Dynamics features, uh, you know focus on like small plugins and things like that that you could you can sell or even in some cases you could just you know offer uh to add some functionality um i've thought about that i've also thought about like i said kind of a members like a members only kind of forum type area where people can kind of come and and kind of like uh you know chat about different stuff but anyway i like i said i'm just, my point is not so much to share specifics because i honestly don't have any specifics it's more just to say that Number one, I think um, uh, with Dynamic and Extender, my, my focus more and more has been incremental, slow, you know, uh, you know, updates and just keeping it solid, keeping it reliable and keeping it up to date with Genesis and WordPress. And, uh, and just maybe erring on the side of, I know, uh, for example, Bill, okay, you know, the, like the, the tutorials, you know, I know a lot of people say that it's super helpful focusing on, you know, that kind of stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah, just help people do yeah. better at what they're doing. So. Yeah, just, just to wrap it up because we're um, running out of time, Eric. And um, oh, but you've been. But stay, everyone, stay online, Jonathan. Got to make sure people stay online because last yeah. time we lost like fourteen people. Yeah, um, I was just about to say it, Bill. Um, well, I mean, I um, we're running out of time for our, our iTunes segment, but we will be um, continuing with the discussion. Eric said he would keep on and um, answer any questions, which is very kind of him. But to wrap up the iTunes section, um, Eric, you know, um, at US WordCamp, um, or WordCamp US, um, we had, um, you know, it's obviously that 
the core WordPress is changing. It's going to change this year or 2016 quite considerably. And the focus is going to be on JavaScript. How do you see that? Do you see that affecting you and how you develop or develop your your core products? Hey, Jonathan, I'm going to interrupt because I'm going to drive people over to WPTonic.com. WPTonic that.com to go to YouTube to find this, to find the answer. That's the way they get over your website. Whatever, Bill. <laughs> See, everyone wave goodbye for iTunes, and we'll be back on YouTube on wp-tonic.com for Eric's answer. Mm-hmm.